the Blue Beetle. Sweeping down from the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. But a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue shade armor, flexible as silk but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Blue Beetle is entitled Mashing the Arson Ring. Numerous fires of suspicious nature have stirred the civil authorities to a point where a concerted drive is underway to discover who and what is back of this unprecedented wave of mysterious conflagrations. Has the city's fire inspection department become obsolete? Is the increase of destructive fires in abandoned factories and old law tenements due to coincidence? Or is an organized campaign of wholesale arson being engineered by a mastermind? As our story opens, Patrolman Dan Garrett, who in secret is really the Blue Beetle, discusses the situation with his friend and confidant, Dr. Franz, the chemist. And Danny, do you really believe that there's a ring of professional arsonists who are setting these fires? I'm positive. You know, we've had a long dry spell. There's such a thing as spontaneous combustion. I know that. Then on what do you base your suspicions? The fact that in each case the burned building had been vacant for a long time or had been operating on a losing basis and was heavily insured. Like those old tenements on River Street. But surely the owners would be taking a terrible risk of discovery if they set them on fire. Not if they hired professional arsonists. They're pretty clever, you know. Yes, but look at the property loss. And in some cases, loss of life. The property losses in each case, I've found, are all covered by fire insurance. A loss of life, such as in that last tenement fire, is another thing. That's equivalent to wholesale murder. You're right, Danny. And if someone deliberately set those fires, that person should pay the extreme penalty. They will. If I can get the evidence I need to convict them. Well, what do you intend doing? I'm asking the chief to put me on special duty to investigate these mysterious fires. With Officer Manigan? Yes, if Mike wants to work on them with me. Well, he will, all right. He likes excitement as much as you do. I know. I can't stand inactivity as long as there are criminals to run down. I'll only be happy when I'm on their trail. Well, I do hope you'll always be as successful in the future as you have been in the past. Oh, there go the fire engines. That's my exit cue. So long, Doc. From now on, Dan Garrett's a smoke eater. Yeah. 
like something for them babies. Not yet. Look. The firemen just got a hose up that ladder. They're pouring a stream of water into the windows. Too late, I'll bet. There. That's the end of the cops and the girls. Yeah. Gee, what a crash. Look. Look up there on the roof. Yeah. It's the two cops and the girls. Oh, what do you know about that? They went up instead of down. Just in time, too. Firemen are slanting a ladder over to them from the hook and ladder truck. Yeah. But it won't reach. It's too short. Oh, why don't they jump across to the next roof? It's too far. Honey foot gap. They'd never make it. The firemen could stretch a net to a They can't power. get near enough to the building. That fire's too hot. See it pour out of those lower windows. I guess they're trapped. No, no. No, look. Yeah. One cop's hanging to the edge of the roof by his hands. Now the other one's crawling over him. What? What are they going to do? The second cop's hanging from the first cop's feet. Look, he can almost reach the ladder. Look, there's a fireman going up the ladder. See, the girl's climbing down over the two cops hanging there. Look out! See, she almost lost hold. The fireman's got her. She's safe. She's safe. She's safe. She's safe. Yeah, but say, looks like she fainted. Well, how them two cops gonna get down? I don't know. They're still hanging up there. I'm not backing the hook and ladder truck a bit. Now, now the end of the ladder is right under him. Watch him. There he goes. He dropped. He made it. He made it. He made it. Now there's only the cop hanging to the roof. He can't make it, though. Who is he? Uh, looks like Patrolman Dan Garrett. The other cop was Manigan, his pal. And that's Garrett, all right. Yeah. But how's he going to get out of this jam? Well, look. The fire's licking up to him now. He's trying to climb back onto the roof. There he goes. He made it. How is he going to get down from there? That's me. Boy, I wouldn't like to be in his place. Hey, he's disappeared. Oh, he ain't. There he is. He's got a long pole. What's he going to do? Pole walled across to the other roof. Gosh, I hope he makes it. There he goes. Been losing money on his houses. He also has a loft building that's been empty for months. Mm, 
That certainly looks suspicious. Yes. And I figure my trail begins with Mr. Gordon. Well, what are you going to do? Call upon Mr. Gordon and make him talk. I want to see one. I'm busy. He said it's very important to you. Oh, well, I'll see him. Patrolman Dan Garrett, Mr. Gordon. Oh, come in, officer. Oh, what's on your mind? Very busy this afternoon. Fire this morning and everything. Very upsetting. Every financial loss. To you or to the insurance company? What's that? I asked you to whom the fire was a heavy financial loss. To you or the insurance company? Now, look here. Just because you wear that uniform, don't think that you can be impertinent to the taxpayers. I'll report you to... Just a minute, Mr. Gordon. I'm here on official business. Your buildings were heavily insured. You stand to gain rather than lose by this fire today. The fire chief reports evidence of incendiarism. What do you mean? How can you report such a thing? I'll have his badge. Now, look, Mr. Gordon, I'm here to help you if I can. You tell me who the ringleaders are in this arson racket... I'll do what I can to get you off lightly when your case comes up in court. Court? Who who said anything about court? I did. You're going to be arrested shortly on suspicion of being party to a conspiracy to defraud the fire insurance company. No, no. You can't do that. Now, now, now. Why don't you break down? Give me the information I'm after. What do you want to know? Who was the one-armed man who was seen to leave the building just before the fire? One-armed man? Why, I... I don't know and, anyone. Uh, who had a confidential talk with you earlier this morning? My secretary. Oh, bring about... your secretary into this. After all, she almost lost her life today, collecting rents for you. All right, I'll tell you. His name is Joe Durando. He's called Stumpy. He works for the Modern Wrecking and Construction Company. Mm. They wreck buildings and construct buildings. Get you coming and going. What a profitable business, I'd say. Ah, listen. I didn't want to do this thing. They threatened to undermine my tenement so they'd collapse. If I didn't hire them to burn them down, the buildings collapsed, I'd get no insurance at all. But it'd be a total loss. So that's their racket. What do they get out of it? $1,000 down and 20% of the insurance. Hmm, not bad. And I suppose they get the job of rebuilding? Yes, that's part of the contract. Who's the head of the company? I don't know. Stumpy always spoke of his boss as uh, the skipper. Stumpy must have been in the Navy at one time. I don't know that. What does the gang use that makes the fires spread so quickly? Gasoline? No, nothing. Will you go down with me to the D.A. and tell him what you've just told me? Now, look here, officer. My life isn't worth a dime right now for talking with you. Don't worry. The D.A. will have you guarded day and night. (laughs) What was that? That sounded like my secretary's voice. Come on, let's see who it is. Look, look, those men, they're carrying her off. You're right, Hades, look. Look out, look out. Okay, Chopper, that'll fix you for sticking your nose. You know what, don't concern you. Come on, Gordon, take a walk with me. Come on. I've got this gun in your back, so don't open your trap. You and me is going for a little ride. The skipper wants to see you. that evening, high up in one of the city's skyscrapers, Stumpy is reporting to his skipper. You see, it was like this, Skipper. Yes. 
I seen the couple go into Gordon's office. And I figured maybe Gordon's secretary has spilled the beans to Garrett after he rescued her. Uh-huh. So I called some of the boys. Of course. Then when the copper stayed in with Gordon so long, well, I figured the heat was being turned on. So I decided to pick up Gordon as well as the girl. You took a terrible risk by kidnapping them in broad daylight. Well, what else could I do, Skipper? The heat was on. Where are they now? I got them tied up in one of your barges down at the end of River Street. You bring them out to my yard about midnight. We'll see how much they've spilled to the police. Okay, Skipper. And keep away from waterfront saloons. If you get drunk tonight, you're all through. Sure, sure, Skipper. <laughs> you can trust me. I won't take not even one drink. You'd better not if you know what's good for you. I've got a couple of jobs for you tomorrow, and I want you sober. And you can trust me, Skipper. I know where my bread and butter comes from. All right. Remember that. If you want to be able to continue eating bread and butter... What will happen to Elsie Williams and the brave little secretary? Will Gordon be bumped off for talking? Can Dan Garrett recover from the blow on the head in time to catch the thugs? Or will he lose the trail completely? Meanwhile, at Dr. Franz's little apothecary shop, Patrolman Dan Garrett is talking with Dr. Franz while donning his blue beetle chain armor and mask. Doc, I've got a hunch. Has that sailor costume you brought along something to do with your hunch? Yes. I'm going to put it on over my blue beetle costume. What's the idea? Well, I'm convinced that the arson trail leads down to the waterfront. That's an interesting thought. A fire trail leading to water. Yes, but nevertheless, that's the way I see it. What gives you the idea the trail leads in that direction? Stumpy's reference to his boss as Skipper, which may mean that Stumpy's been a sailor, or that the head of the arson ring may have headquarters on a ship of some kind. I see. Also, I learned from Gordon today that naphtha is being used to saturate the buildings before setting them afire. Naphtha is used extensively around ships to remove grease and paint and rust. What are you going to do? Disguise myself as a sailor. See if I can pick up Stumpy's trail in one of the waterfront cafes. That would be dangerous, Danny. Uh, I love danger, Doc. When it's in the line of duty, a part of my crusade against crime. Well, you'd better let me change your face a bit with some makeup. Uh, I'd act a little tipsy if I were you. It would be more convincing. Say, that's a great idea. I'll hide my Blue Beetle mask until I go into action as the Blue Beetle. And when I do, some people are going to get a big surprise. Find them down at the end of River Street. 
end of River Street? Or something to her down there? Sometimes he sleeps on one of the modern reckoning construction company's barges. Oh, that's swell. Promised me a job, he did. I'll go find him and buy him a drink. Or oh, Stumpy! Stumpy! coming down there looking for Stumpy. Yeah. Says he's a pal of Stumpy. Pretending he's drunk. But he ain't. He's cold sober and he ain't no pal of Stumpy. Okay. Goodbye. Several telephones are busy. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Yes, yes, you're right. Something should be done about these costly fires. What? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. I'll be glad to serve on the Citizens Committee. Thanks. Anything for the good of the city. Oh, by the way, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to have you and your wife spend the weekend on my yacht sometime. Oh, no, not at all, not at all. It'll be a pleasure. Yes? Yes, all right. Well, just let me know when. Goodbye. Stumpy on the other phone, sir. Hello? Yes? What? Hmm, that sounds suspicious. It may be that patrolman Dan Garrett playing detective. What? Yeah, it's a good idea, Stumpy. Tell Gus to open up the sand elevator and fill the hole. Yes, sinker if necessary. We're insured. I'll meet you out at the yacht in a half hour. Bring Gordon and the girls. We find out that they've squealed, you'll know what to do. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. 
Hello. Dr. Franz speaking. Hello, Doc. Can you hear me? Yes, Danny, yes. I'm talking through my portable wireless telephone. Well, where are you? In the hold of a sand barge at the foot of River Street. Are you in danger? Not yet. Well, what happened? Someone knocked me into the hold, and now they're filling the barge with sand. But, Danny, you'll be buried alive. Now, look, Doc. Telephone the police to come at once to the modern wrecking and construction company's warehouse. I'm in the barge, tied up to the pier. Hurry, Doc. Hurry. Where are you taking us? Out to the skipper's yacht. Who's the skipper? Don't you wish you knew and could tell somebody? I know who you are and what you do. Yeah, but it ain't gonna do you no good. You'll never tell. What do you mean? The skipper ain't taking no chances on you or your boss there squealing. Hey, Gordon, you awake? Yeah, he's awake. You'll never get away with this. Patrolman Dan Garrett is on your trail. So you did squeal. That's who the guy was that Gus knocked into the hole of the sand barge. Well, he'll never tell nobody nothing. He's buried alive by this time. Well, that must be the skipper now, on his way out to the yacht. We're both naked about the same... Yeah. Or maybe it's someone... Pipe down or I'll slap you overboard. I should have left a gag in your mouth. That's what a guy gets for being soft-hearted. Okay, uh... Skipper? Yeah. Are you coming? Yeah. Keep that door quiet. Follow me to the yard. Okay, Skipper. Now, just for yelling, I'm going to gag you up again. No, no. That'll hold you. very much, Miss Williams and Mr. Gordon, that you saw fit to express yourselves to the authorities to the extent you have. In my business, long tongues mean short lives. What are you going to do with it? My lawyers... Your lawyers will assist in settling your estate, Mr. Gordon. Only your heirs will benefit by your long tongue. No. No. You can't mean that... That's my meaning very quickly, Mr. Gordon. We're all going for a little sea voyage. But you and Miss Williams aren't coming back. The blue beetles! Yes, the blue beetles. Stumpy! Drop that gun, Stumpy. You might injure the young lady. Why, you... Hold your hold, crew, you veteran arsonist. It won't save you. Your racket is smashed. Your cloak of respectability will no longer shield you. Listen, you guys in the doorway. Don't let this guy bluff you. Grab him. Don't move, any of you. I'll blast you with my ray gun. The police will never take me alive. Stop him! Stop the skipper! He's going to jump overboard! I'll by fire, and I'll die by water! Well, tell me, Danny... Uh, how did you escape from the hold of that sandbar? I discovered one of the hatches wasn't tight. So as the hole filled with sand, I climbed up in the sand, raised the hatch, and crawled out. Uh, that was a narrow escape. Yes. Well, what did you do then? I heard a girl scream across the water, so I figured it must be Miss Williams' voice. I dived overboard, swam out to a speedboat moored nearby, and climbed aboard. Luckily, I found the ignition key in the switch and started her up. The rest was easy. Drove the boat out to within a quarter mile of the yacht typhoon, 
dived over and swam out to her. From then on, it was just a matter of getting aboard without being seen. You certainly had an exciting night. Yes, but that's what the Blue Beetle craves. Oh, uh, by the way, Danny, did they find the skipper's body? Not yet. Well, as he said, he lived by fire and died by water. My, my. What a strange epitaph. Yes. But I'd prefer one which would read, Here Sleeps the Blue Beetle. He did his job now. Rest in peace. And that's just what I'm going to do. Good night, Doc. A fire and a flood can turn me from my self-appointed task. <laughs> I'm going to get some sleep. another crooked racket and chalked up another victory for his crusade against crime. Further adventures of Patrolman Dan Garrett will be presented in the next episode of The Blue Beetle. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in.